Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. The House, of the House of Representatives is going to vote on the impeachment, speaking of impeachment, of Alejandro Mayorkas, the incompetent Homeland Security Secretary. That's going to happen any moment now. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. So the question, of course, of our presidents immune from their actions while in office is uh, a continuing conversation and something we're going to be debating for a long time and ultimately something the Supreme Court's going to have to settle. And this is the reason why. All right. Because there's Supreme Court precedent on civil litigation, not criminal. And that's what that moron caller was referring to. He's getting his facts all mixed up. But the problem is that Bill Clinton, there's been so much legal action against Clinton regarding his his uh, his lies. But it all stems actually from Paula Jones, not Monica Lewinsky, although it also branched off to Monica Lewinsky, obviously, because the special prosecutor was then. His his duty, Kenneth Starr, with, started with Whitewater and then expanded into the Lewinsky matter. But it was the matter in which Bill Clinton was made to answer for a civil suit in Arkansas that Paula Jones filed. And then he gave a deposition and he had a judge come to DC and this federal judge gave this judge gave a deposition. He lied to the judge lying to the judge in that deposition, which is what was also used against him in, in the impeachment matter. And that judge held him in contempt, which is her right to do. Because if you lie in, in, in a, it was, first of all, it was a civil proceeding, number one. Number two, if you are under oath, and he agreed to do this, so he agreed to go under oath, and you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and then you lie, a judge can hold you in contempt. And the judge held him in contempt and then recommended to Arkansas that they take away his law license, which they were going to do. Separate and apart from that matter is that the special counsel, after the impeachment, wanted to go back and get Bill Clinton on on the same thing, that he perjured himself, that he lied in the deposition. And then the question would have, then we would have had the question that we're having now. Can you go after a president after he leaves office? And I think the argument would have been, well, if you lie about having sex with somebody prior to you becoming president 
in a civil matter. That's that's not that's has nothing to do with your job as president. So, yeah, you can be criminally liable for that. But first, understand something. The Supreme Court of the United States opened the door to the question of whether presidents it was unanimous opinion, whether presidents can be held civilly liable for stuff they did before they became president while they are president. And the Supreme Court said, yes, you can. You can. But the issue of him being held in contempt was because of the deposition in the sexual harassment lawsuit against Clinton by Paula Jones. So it, it, it was not criminal in any way, shape, or form. I think that they would have pursued criminal charges, and I think, I think the argument at that point would have been, how can a president claim immunity after he leaves office when this clearly had nothing to do with his actions as president? This, this arose from a private civil matter and him lying under oath. It was not anything to do with his presidential duties. This was a civil matter that he dealt with and lied to the judge during the course of the deposition. But again, that would have been settled in court. Clinton just decided, I want to end this and end the, the point right there. But, we're, but what we're talking about now is whether presidents in their official capacity acting as president can be held criminally liable. That has not been tested before. That question has not been tested before. If Bill Clinton had just told the truth in that deposition with Paula Jones, his life would have been a lot easier. But he didn't. He lied. And that, that lying in that deposition is what caused him to become it, 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 the reason why they impeached him and then ultimately why he would have faced criminal charges had he not struck a deal with the special prosecutor and made it go away because his wife wanted to run for president and senator. So let's just get facts straight because facts are important and they're stubborn. Very, very stubborn things. Uh, let's go to Ray in the Northeast. Ray, how are you, sir? Okay. I just like to say it's what are the American people waiting for? You know, the, these people in charge of Democrats and the Republicans, most of them are socialist and communist. We don't need that in our government. And as far as the president getting impeached, they're looking for them, looking for things to impeach him on. If he'd have been in the military and gave the enemy everything that he gave him, he'd have been in jail. You destroy anything the military-wise that the enemy can use. That's that. I can go on for hours on what this clowns have done. And they're looking for reasons to impeach him? Wait a second. I'm confused. No, they're impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, the, the Homeland Security oh, well, Secretary. Well, yeah, him, too. Well, he just go along with the party, you know. The president, uh, him, he was with the uh, the border. Well, the president has, by law, rights to enforce that law. People crossing the border illegally. He's done nothing. No, I agree. Look, I, I agree with you, and I think I think he can be held for that. No question about it. Ray, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And that's the other question, too. What about manslaughter charges? I mean, if the president fails to do his duty and somebody gets hurt, can you hold the president liable for manslaughter? I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there because it all seems to be the kind of the craziness of, of the day. Heavy is in Huntington Valley. Hello, Heavy. Yeah, Rich. What's good? You tell me, sir. Go ahead. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. the. The establishment, the uniparty is just, they are just in all out assault mode right now on the future president of the United States, Donald Trump. And it's because they obviously see the tide turning. It's been turning for a while now that the president in office currently is 
just clearly not getting the job done. He's mm-hmm. obviously going to go down as the, as the worst president of all time. And they are afraid, just absolutely deathly afraid, of losing their control again. Because you see what's going on right now at the border and with all these cases against Donald Trump, the media will tell you that, you know, he lost a sexual assault case against against the psycho E.G. E.J. Carroll. I mean, it's just it, it's just nothing but lies. They will continue to besmirch Donald Trump till the day he gets elected and till the day he leaves office again. They are just in absolute all out panic mode and all these cases just it just goes to show you that they are just in absolute Hail Mary mode right now. Well they and are they and don't I'll tell have... you and they're about to get even more of that. Heavy thanks for the call. I appreciate it. They're about to get into even more Hail Mary mode because Biden speaking today on the border was a freaking mess. But let me just I want to just play the answer to this one question Biden gave today. He was asked about the hostage deal. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. So to Heavy's point, they're about to come after Trump even more because Biden is just a mess. He was asked about the the hostage negotiations with Hamas. See if you can understand anything that he says here in this. Uh, uh, try to. This is what we need. The Rosetta Stone. What did I say? The what's the one that advertises on the station? Is it not Rosetta Stone? It's the other one. It's um, you know, uh, you learning language in a day or what is it? <laughs> no idea. Uh, uh... Hold on. You hear I'm the go- commercials all the time. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going through the commercial <laughs> log right now. I don't pay attention to the commercials. Um, ah, it'll come to me. It's not Rosetta Stone. It's the other one. I, I know what you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, I, I right? I know what you're talking about. You can learn a land. They have that did a little jingle thing. By the way, I'm not wishing the greater Chris a happy birthday. And that's the top story of the day today brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. Dr. Mike Venaria is the best dentist. He's my dentist. He's my friend. And he will give you a great smile. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. If you want to weigh in to what we are discussing today, um, feel free. But I'm telling you, go see Dr. Mike for a great smile. 855-839-1210 is our number. You, what is it? Come on, tell me. It's learning. I, I don't know. Duolingo? Ah! Uh, ah! I, I don't see it in the stack today. I don't I don't know if we played it. All right. Well, it'll, it'll come to me. Nevertheless, we need that for the understanding this guy. Take a listen. You're going to ask me questions. Hang on a second. I'm going to be back on Thursday. I don't want to prejudice what may be going on in negotiations now. So I'm not going to be answering any Babble. questions. Babble! Hang on. I'll Thank you, Michael Pelgus Stumpbrain, who'll be doing my final hour tomorrow since I got the Terry Hayes event. Babble. Thank you, Opelka. Mm-hmm. Somebody pays attention to the commercials on this radio station. <laughs> Babble. All right. Go ahead. So I'm not going to be answering any questions of this. I'll be back Thursday to stand here with you and answer all the questions you want about this issue. Thank you. This indirectly has a lot to do with the hostage deal and what's going on in the Middle East. The decision on what we do relative to Israel, decision what we do in terms of American funding of whether we're going to engage with the situation in Ukraine. It all goes to the question of American power. It all goes to, was America keep its word? Does America move forward? There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement 
there's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. President, if this bill fails, would you stop it right there? That answer. Oof. uh, That's why I need Babel to interpret that. And yes, Twitter's blowing up. And thanks to Colonel Dave for I don't want to say his last name since he works for the government now. But Colonel Dave for sending me that as well. Babel. Yes. But you need a Babel translation for that. See, the problem is there's a delay of seven seconds by law. And if those two in the studio can't help me out, I got to flounder until Twitter (laughs) catches up. Or somebody catches up to the delay and can answer for me. It's more than seven seconds. They don't trust you at all. What is it now? 40 it's seconds? 30 seconds. I thought it was uh, 40. No way. It's I got a 30. 30 second delay? Yeah. That's how much they don't trust me now? We have three tiers of dumps just in case. You have three tiers of dumps? Yeah, we can wipe out 10 seconds at a time. But wow. if you if you curse a fourth time, then we're out of luck. It I needs, don't know. Yeah, what we it do needs then. a cool down period. Really? Oh, yeah, I don't know why, but. So now, so now what happens is now the, the time goes by. And then I've already moved on, but now people are hearing it for the first time. It's like it's seen in Spaceballs. When? Now. And now they're hearing it, even though it just happened. When? Just now. Right now? <laughs> and then they're texting me or tweeting me, babble, but I've already moved on because it's, it's, it's your present, but it's my past because of the delay. See how that works? Yes. Thank you, Dark Helmet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. When? Now. Right now? No. When? Just now. Just now. It just happened now. But you're hearing it now for the first time. Live. Right now. But nevertheless, that answer was rough. Was it not? It's not good. I'm sorry. From uh, the the opposition, um, 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 Hamas? Yes, Hamas. Somebody actually threw the word Hamas out there. You realize that, right? It was the reporter that asked him the question, I think. And then said Hamas? Here, back it up a little bit for me, if you could. Let's go back into the past, which is still not your present if you're listening because there's a delay. And I think if you're listening on the app, is even more of a delay, right? I think if you're listening on the app, you may not have as much of a delay because technically, if we curse on the app, it's not the end of the world. Because, it, well, the FCC doesn't, co- they don't govern yeah, the stream. Exactly. They have no authority over there. No. So we don't get in trouble for that. No, I mean, like, Greg will yell at us. But right. We're not going gonna... to. I mean, I, I get yelled at daily. So, like, what's one more thing to get yelled at? But <laughs> we, if I drop fine. an F bomb on the air and you don't dump it, the station will get in trouble. Yeah. I, I'll get in trouble, but I could care less. And then, but, it, but it'll go through the stream uh, over the, the internet, but then they have no jurisdiction over that, thank God, so that they can't do anything to me. Exactly. For that. Yeah. Curse on the stream, in poor taste, we'll probably get yelled at. Curse over the air, then we get we get fined. Now, Newman Price says the app is a full 10 minutes behind. Well, that's possible. <laughs> and sometimes it's like a time warp. You go, wait a second, didn't I just hear that segment? But listen for free on the Odyssey app. I was just about to say, don't forget to plug it. There you go. I plugged it. Listen for free on the old Odyssey app. We love the Odyssey app. Yeah, you could be 30 seconds behind, 10 seconds behind, 10 minutes behind. And then when you restart it, if you miss anything, just rewind it to where you are now. When? Now. So go ahead, back it up a little bit to Biden with forgetting the name of Hamas, the opposition, he calls them. 
Go ahead. There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the, there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. From Hamas? Yeah, yeah, Hamas. So to the point of heavy, uh, the caller before who said it's, it's going to get worse. I mean, imagine Biden debating in the fall. This is why yesterday when Biden said, oh, yeah, I'll, of course Trump wants to debate me. He's got nothing to do. When the debates come, if they do happen in the fall, imagine him on stage, as bad as he is now, how much worse it gets. Because everything he said today prior to the questions, and this is why they only let him take two, and then they pulled him away, they yanked him away. He said he wasn't going to take any. Then every White House staffer, their heart stops in their chest with the with the agita of knowing he's about to answer questions. And they then then all of a sudden, they all, oh, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. And they pull him out of there before he says something even more stupid or loses his mind and forgets what he's saying or talks about meeting dead French people again. I'm surprised he hasn't talked about the time he was having coffee with Napoleon this week. This is just what Biden does. And this is the problem for them. So, yeah, it's going to get a whole lot worse. So I actually think Biden is orchestrating this border crisis on purpose. We know that he doesn't really want a solution. He's not looking for that. And the only thing that he's disappointed in is that the Ukraine funding is being tied up. But they'll get around that, too, by making sure that that funding is tied in with Israeli funding. I tweeted out yesterday. I said, the only thing about this bill that has to do with the border is getting 60 billion of our tax dollars across the Ukraine border. That's it. That's the only thing this bill does when it comes to the border. And it's over the bill's dead on arrival anyway. It's I, Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt DeSantis, they're not even going to have a vote on it today, right? They're not even going to have a closure vote? Well, the original vote was scheduled for Wednesday, but now there's so much support gathering against it that it may not occur at all. Um, I know political as of last night, and the number has probably gone up, there were 24 senators, I think, confirmed that were going to vote against it. And then there were a handful that were kind of wishy-washy and seemed to be going towards no. Um so I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't hold a vote on it at all. And then I think the New York Times even reported that behind closed doors, McConnell recognized this was a disaster in the making and suggested that Republicans vote no unless, um, unless Schumer allows for a, uh, a, an amendment debate, which Schumer doesn't want because he thinks it'll devolve into basically a filibuster. Speaking of people that can't speak, do you have McConnell? Did you ever, were you able to grab that clip? Uh, I had it, but I set it aside and didn't pull it. Hang on, I'll, I'll have it for the next All day. right, no problem. No problem. Uh, Kerry says the app, I'm on the app, the delay is a little over three minutes. Wow, thank you, Kerry. So three minutes from now, you'll hear me <laughs> thanking you for tweeting me. We don't even need a delay on the app. It, it should just be live. Mike says, 30-second delay. How the hell can you possibly give us breaking news when you're speaking from the past? It's a great question. That is a philosophical question, sir, and I don't have the answer to that. That is definitely above my pay grade, as they say. That check-in on, on social media brought to you by Cherry Hill Vava, where relationships matter. Right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Go see them today. No, I just, it's important to understand 
because I know that they called her Ray before bringing up Clinton and losing his law license and, and all this stuff. It just, I hope I put it in proper context, but it all stemmed from a civil lawsuit. Everybody thinks that they went after him for Lewinsky, but what happened is when he testified under oath in the Paula Jones civil matter, he lied under oath, but you can't do that. It'd be like if, a, like let's say the president, it, as a as a private citizen, owned a house, which they do right outside the White House, and say that say say that house was was uh, I don't know broken into or something like that, and and there was a lawsuit over it, and the president had to give a deposition. You know, say he say it was he got hurt or something like that in his own private residence, or somebody somebody got hurt at the residence. Let's put it that way. Say it was a president's private home. One of the staff members there was gets hurt on the job. And the president in his capacity gets sued, not as president, but as the owner of that home in a civil matter. Well, as per law, if you then have a uh, have a, a trial or a deposition or something like that and you testify and you lie, you've broken the law. That's exactly what Bill Clinton did in the Paula Jones thing. When the Supreme Court said, yes, he can answer the Paula Jones civil lawsuit, he gave a deposition about Paula Jones. He lied. And that's the reason why he was found in contempt by a judge. And that's ultimately the reason why he lost his law license. He agreed to give it up rather than fight whatever charges may have come arising out of lying under oath in a private civil matter. See, and this is the this is the key point about this, because that whole matter regarding Paula Jones had nothing to do with the presidency. It literally happened prior to him becoming president. So the. I don't even know if there would have been an argument as to whether or not if you had charged Bill Clinton with a crime after he left office for lying in that deposition, the Paula Jones lawsuit. For giving false testimony in that lawsuit. Around a civil matter that had nothing to do with his presidency because it occurred prior to him being president, I think you'd have a tough time arguing that you were you were you're going after a president for his presidential actions. I don't think that that argument would hold up in court. It's it's a, it's a separate matter. I don't think anybody disagrees with the fact that presidents as as people can do things that are outside of their office and they can then break the law. I mean, I, I think that everybody understands that point. It's a it's a question of when you're acting in your official capacity, though. When Bill Clinton answered that testimony in, in, in Clinton v. Jones and there was a civil suit she brought in Arkansas. When he lied under oath in that matter and he broke the law, he wasn't acting in his capacity as president. He was acting as a private citizen answering a civil suit from an event that occurred prior to him taking over the White House. So I don't I don't know how anybody could argue it's the same thing other than that caller. I don't know how anybody in their right mind could argue it's even close to the examples I gave, which is that the the drone strikes ordered by Bill Clinton dereliction of duty, internment camps. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that you're acting in your capacity. We're talking about official capacity as president of the United States. Trump argues that on January 6th, he was acting in his capacity as president to give a speech, tell everybody that the election was stolen and tell them to go tell Congress not to certify the election results. I I don't, I, I mean, I don't see how that's not in his official capacity as president. You can disagree with them, just like you can disagree with whether or not Obama should have ordered those missile strikes against American citizens. You can disagree whether or not Roosevelt should have put Japanese people in internment camps. But the question of whether they broke the law when they did it 
We've never done that before. We've never gone down this road. We've never gone down the road of saying that a presidential action rises to criminal court. We've never done that. So you cannot compare Bill Clinton lying in a deposition in a civil matter, in a state civil matter for that, for that matter, to what the charges are against Trump here and, 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 and presidential immunity. I mean, you, you can't. And by the way, Nixon lost his law license, too, after he left the White House. And that was a professional association, the bar, taking away his, his, his license. Or perhaps it was the state doing it, taking away his ability to practice law. Okay, he didn't argue it. He didn't fight it. But that's, again, not the same thing as facing criminal charges. Like if you're an insurance agent and you're president, you do something to violate whatever the New Jersey insurance code is, and they take away your insurance license, that's not putting you on trial in federal court where you're facing prison time and potentially now, you know, being incarcerated for the rest of your life for actions that you did as president of the United States. So it's, it's, such, it's such a moronic comparison, honestly. We've never, ever in the history of this country have gone down the road of saying that presidential actions can be something that we hold presidents criminally liable for. Never. Bill Clinton does not apply here. That the case does simply not apply. Perjuring yourself in a civil deposition is not the same thing as whether or not you as president broke the law in your official actions, which is what we're talking about here. Uh, I should also mention as well, uh, and thank you, Matt, for pointing this out. Trump tweeted out on social, his truth social, without presidential immunity, the presidency will lose its power and prestige and under some leaders have no power at all. The presidency will be consumed by the other branches of government. That is not what our founders wanted. That's true. Well, I have the answer for you. And the answer is to just start killing people. Here's Jamie Raskin coming up with his... Well, first of all, why don't I, what do you want to do, McConnell or Raskin? I know now I'm late again, right? Henry's, okay. <laughs> Henry's yelling at me to break. So in a couple minutes or 10 minutes from now on the app, you're going to find out that I just got in trouble again for going too long. So I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Depending on when you're listening, I could be back in 30 seconds or 10 minutes. Who knows? But I'll be back, I promise. And I'm going to tell you what Jamie Raskin's hypothetical was and also what McConnell said about the border bill and a lot of quotes from Biden as he wears his Ukraine tie. He's wearing his Ukraine tie. His Ukraine tie, which they gave him for being employee of the month in 2015. No joke, folks. No joke. Listen, Dr. Mike Venaria is a great guy and he's my dentist and my friend and the master of dental implants. I would love for you to see Dr. Mike Venaria today for your perfect smile. I've been telling you about Dr. Mike for years. My entire family goes to Dr. Venaria because the level of care and commitment to dental excellence that Dr. Mike and his staff delivers to every patient is unmatched. He's been delivering results that surpass expectations that's made him a top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. He has one of the most respected reputations among his peers as a master of dental implants. So if you've been on the fence about getting that dental procedure done, reach out to Dr. Mike today. You have a choice, a clear choice for you and your family. Give Dr. Venaria a call. I promise you won't be disappointed. With two locations to serve you in Cinnaminson and Woodbury, schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020. 856-786-2020 or visit VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. 
Please reach out to him today. You deserve a beautiful smile. And there is no one, and I mean no one better than Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Toby Keith, the legend. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you want to weigh in here. So this argument about presidential immunity, and again, it's very important to understand if you're just joining the show right now or you're just catching up. The question is, can presidents be held criminally liable for their actions as president? So you have to, first of all, determine what is a presidential action versus what is not a presidential action. And then you have to then determine if presidents can be held criminally liable for those actions. Now, again, I explained the Bill Clinton thing, so I don't have to get into a lot of details on that. But that arose from a civil matter after the Supreme Court said a civil lawsuit could go forward with Paula Jones. And then he lied under oath, which is perjury, lost his law license, was held in contempt by the judge but never faced a criminal trial for that. But that's what Bill Clinton ultimately got punished for, was lying under oath in a civil lawsuit. We've never tested the question of holding presidents liable for their actions as president. And I'm just wondering, I mean, if if we were looking back through the lens, if Roosevelt hadn't died in office and Roosevelt, say, left office, could... could uh, could they have charged him with kidnapping people? I, I, I don't think so. But, I mean, you know, Korematsu, they took people out of their homes against their will and put them in a camps. I mean, false arrest, kidnapping. I mean, it, it's just it's so ridiculous to think about that you just have to say, no, presidents, the only way to deal with it is Congress. If Congress doesn't want to deal with it, well, then Congress doesn't. And that's the end of it. That's the end of it. I don't know what else to tell you. Because otherwise, we're going to have a real mess on our hands. I don't particularly think that what Barack Obama did, killing American citizens with drones, was very nice. At the same time, I don't think he broke the law doing it. I don't know if it's constitutional or not, but I know this. Congress decided not to take the matter up. So therefore, they decided that it was within his power as president to make the determination and sign the death warrants of American citizens on foreign soil. All right. I can't then go back and question it. I, I'm that, That's just how it had to be. And now we're talking about the actions of Donald Trump on January 6th when there weren't any actions. He just gave a speech. And so now we're going to hold the president criminally liable for words that he said on a day because of other actions people took and for arguing that he did not believe the election was fair. But that's an opinion. Again, if I argue you're a terrorist, 
and they give me all this evidence and information, well, I make the determination you're a terrorist and I order a drone strike and I kill you. Now, maybe you weren't. Maybe we got the information wrong. It's happened. You know, the whole WMD fiasco. So did I murder you or was I still acting as president with the best information at hand? Either way, it's an opinion. You, you can argue this till you're blue in the face. Trump believed the election was stolen. He believed there was the, the, it was cheating and the election was stolen. That's his opinion. We can argue that to our blue in the face. We're going to hold him criminally liable for believing that and then taking an action, giving a speech, telling people to walk to the Capitol, which is not against the law to do peacefully, but he doesn't have to say that. There's no First Amendment requirement that you put the disclaimer in there. And then people, some people break the law that day and commit violence. They're being held criminally liable. They've been charged. They're going to prison. Separate apps, of course. But other people, so what, so what did Trump do actually as president that would, that would be criminally uh, a problem? Nothing. So what did he do as a private citizen? Nothing. He wasn't acting in his private capacity that day. He was acting as the president of the United States, arguing that the election was being stolen and telling them to tell Congress to go out there and return the election results back to the states. How is that any different, by the way, than what Biden said today regarding the border bill? Biden said today with the border bill, I want everyone to know, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell everybody till November that the Republicans did this, the Republicans did this. So Biden gives a speech today calling on people to call Congress and tell them to pass the border bill. How is that any different than a president calling on the American people to call up Congress and say, don't certify the election results? I mean, at the time, the Congress had the ability under the Electoral Count Act of 1876 or whatever it was to turn around and reject the results and send them back to the states. If the president lobbies for that, how is that any different than the president lobbying for a border bill or Ukraine funding or anything else? You're lobbying for people to call the Congress, call their senators, call their elected representatives and have them take an action. When did that become criminal is my question, because that's ultimately what Trump did. Right. When he stood up there in that speech and he said, we're going to march down the Capitol peacefully. We're going to fight like hell. You don't have a country, which you're allowed to say again. Political hyperbole is also not a crime. And I want you to tell them, reject these election results, which was their right to do under the Electoral Count Act of 1876. How is that any different than a president standing up there and saying, go down there and tell them we need that Ukraine funding. Go down there and tell them we need this border bill passed. I want you to, to, to call your members of Congress, march with me whatever else. It's not any different. It's what presidents do all the time. They lobby the American people to lobby the Congress so they can get the bill they want passed. Happens all the time. What's criminal about that? Nothing. But the bigger question, though, even beyond that, because I don't think what Trump did rises to anything that's criminal on January 6th. But what's bigger, though, is the idea that now we're saying presidents can be charged for their actions after they leave office when they're acting in their official capacity as president. Not if they lie under oath in a civil de- deposition. I'm not talking about that. I, th- I think I think everybody with a brain understands that that is outside the, the the scope of the presidency. It's a personal civil matter and has nothing to do with the office. And therefore, yeah, you can be held accountable for that. I think everybody with a brain understands that. I think Clinton understood that, too, which is why he settled that with Kenneth Starr. He didn't want to be charged with perjury after he left office because, again, it all arose from a civil matter. It had nothing to do with the presidency. Nothing whatsoever. But everything they're accusing Trump of doing has everything to do with the presidency. So, you know, this is really bad. Here's a little bit of Biden today from the border uh, as he lobbies the American people, blames Trump for the crisis. So he's accusing Trump. How is this any different than, than, than accusing the, the Democrats of cheating? 
for stealing. Biden's accusing Trump of being the problem here behind this border bill being sabotaged. How is that any different than Trump accusing the Democrats of stealing the election? It's not any different. You're saying you're using political speech protected by the First Amendment, the highest protection afforded by the First Amendment, I would argue, to make a political case that you want something to happen as a result of that. How the hell is that criminal? Here's Biden cut one. For much too long, as you all know, the immigration system has been broken. And it's long past time to fix it. That's why months ago I instructed my team to begin negotiations with a bipartisan group of senators to seriously and finally fix our immigration system. For months now, that's what they've done. Working around the clock, through the holidays, over the weekends, it's been an extraordinary effort by Senators Lankford, Murphy, and Sinema. The result of all this hard work is a bipartisan agreement that represents the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time and the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason. Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps the, the, the country. He's not for it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. So for the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. And it looks like they're caving. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine and do what they know to be right. How come Biden is not going to be criminally charged with lying? Because he has no proof that Trump is doing that. And he's giving an opinion that Trump is trying to kill this border deal. It's like Trump gave an opinion that Democrats were trying to steal the election. The hell's the difference? You're, you're, you're a politician saying political things. It doesn't have to be true. You're just, you're not under oath in a private civil deposition. You can say whatever you want. It's protected speech. So how is it any different if Biden lobbies the American people to have them vote for this bill, have the Congress vote for this bill, or Trump lobbies the American people to tell Congress not to certify the election, which was within their, their, their power, their, their legal right to do so to reject the election results and send them back to the states. Perfectly legal under the Electoral Count Act of 1876. So it's perfectly legal for Biden to tell the American people, call your members of Congress and lobby for this bill. And it's perfectly legal for Biden to blame Trump for this bill not going forward. May not be factual, that's irrelevant. It's legal, just like it's legal for Trump to stand up there and say the Democrats stole the election or they're stealing the election. It may not be factual, but it's legal and he's got the right to say it. So when do these things become criminal matters? This is insane. We are, we are going to not only just criminalize the actions of the presidency when they leave office, we are also going to start criminalizing political speech here. Because I'm telling you right now, you know, if you, if you go down this road, presidents, when, when, when a president stands up there and says, I'm not going to raise your taxes and then raises your taxes, I don't know. You charge him with a crime? I have no idea. I don't know. That's the point. I don't want to go down that road. I just don't. It, the Republic will never survive. We won't survive this. I'm telling you. We can survive a lot of things, but not this. We can't survive the idea that presidents can be charged with murder or, or insurrections for if they didn't actually cause one or if uh, presidents can be charged with kidnapping, torture. I mean, what about torture? Like, what happens now if they try to arrest George W. Bush for torturing people after 9-11? Or if um, 
some wacko U.S. attorney wants to charge him with war crimes for invading Iraq. I mean, it's so stupid. And we will we will end up a we I'm, we we just we won't survive. The nation won't. We won't be able to survive. Uh, Biden went on to say Republicans have to decide. But first, McConnell, you have McConnell, Matt. I'm sorry, I should have put McConnell. And he basically said the bill is 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 over. But um, this is what he, this is what Mitch said. Senator Ted Cruz had a press conference around noon today, said that you shouldn't have, have even tried to negotiate with Democrats, said this bill was designed to fail, and that it's time for you to step down as GOP leader. What's your response to that? I think we can all agree that Senator Cruz is not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Cruz is not a fan of Mitch McConnell. That's a fair, accurate statement there, Mitch. Accurate statement. Biden went on to say Republicans have to decide. Cut two. Doing nothing is not an option. Republicans have to decide. For years, they said they want to secure the border. Now they have the strongest border bill this country has ever seen. We're seeing statements about how many oppose the bill now. Look, I understand the former president is desperately trying to stop this bill because it's not, he's not interested in solving the border problem. He wants a political issue to run against me. I've all but said that across the board. No one really denies that that I'm aware of. The American people want a solution that puts an end to the empty political rhetoric, which has failed to do anything for so long. The question, of course, is, is this bill the answer? Well, no, the answer is not this bill. It's a problem. The bill stinks. Let me give you some details on why the bill stinks, and it's a good thing that it's over, okay? Uh, the bill stinks. And Biden brought up the Wall Street Journal today, and he brought up the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce. The bill stinks, and this is really important. The Senate border deal should be rejected on the merits. This is Andy McCarthy writing this. He said the proposal would undermine the existing presumptions in the law that illegal aliens should be apprehended, detained, and rapidly removed. Period. That's it. That's all you got to know. This proposal would undermine the existing presumptions in the law that illegal aliens should be apprehended, detained, and rapidly removed. And Joe Biden is one of the people that raised his hand during a Democrat primary debate in 2019. They were asked to raise a hand if they supported decriminalizing illegal border crossings. Nearly every single one did, including Joe Biden. Joe Biden raised his hand to say he would support decriminalizing illegal border crossings. And that's essentially what this bill does. That's essentially what this bill does. The proposal would undermine the existing presumptions in the law that illegal aliens should be apprehended, detained and rapidly removed. This bill is a Trojan horse designed to allow people to stay in this country for as long as they want. Bottom line, that's it. That's what this bill does. This bill is a disaster. And thank God it's dying. Thank God it's over. The, the other the other report about this, too, is that they had a, a, an op ed about this um, at National Review and they said the same thing. The Senate border deal should be rejected. It's it's a it's a bad, bad bill. Very, very bad, bad bill. No doubt about it. Eight, five, five, eight, three, nine, twelve, ten. All right. Quick break. We're going to come right back. I got a lot more to talk about, obviously, in addition to the border. We have a lot of other stuff going on that mom was found guilty of manslaughter after her. Uh, son shot, uh, killed people at, at school. Just a horrific case. And the question, of course, is whether or not America's grandmother slash serial killer. She's not really a serial killer, Janet, Janet Yellen, <laughs> but she sounds like one. She didn't make that point clear. Um, thinks that the economy in China is going to be a good idea. That's right. Investments in China. Don't go away. 
Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. I should send this to my ex-girlfriend in college. How do you like me now? I'm living in your radio, huh? <laughs> How do you like it now? Thank you, Toby Keith. You just gave me inspiration. Can't escape me. Because I'm living in your, I'm living in your radio. Or on the Odyssey app. The free Odyssey app. How do you like me now? Huh? She probably wouldn't listen. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, as much as I love Toby Keith and I love that song, probably just turn it off, right? Uh, none of this sounds healthy. <laughs> How do you like me now, huh? <laughs> I'm still here on the radio four hours a day, five days a week, most of the time. Many, many, many weeks, many, many, many days. Some Fridays, not this one coming up. Because I got to speak to the Atlanta County Republicans Friday night at their Ronald Reagan dinner. So Michael Pelka will be in. But otherwise, most, many Fridays, several Fridays. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? We got 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up for you. I've got a lot to say on the border. Uh, Chip Roy giving an excellent explanation of why this bill should die. And good thing that it is dead. And I think the question, of course, of presidents being held criminally liable. Will the United States Supreme Court take the appeal? Will Trump appeal it? He better appeal it because this is very, very bad for our country. No question about it. And um, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, we are dealing with a lot of uh, the blowback from immigration as we're all border states now. But what about what New York City did by ditching its robo cop? Tell you about that as well. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 